Branding. It's something we're exposed to every day through product labels, advertisements, and just things that we see all around us. And brands want you to have this feeling of happiness and excitement and joy when you see their logos, their taglines, or even their company names. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the importance of you branding your business. I will tell you that this is a critical step in deciding to take on building out your own company and starting to build your brand in the community. So get ready to take some notes because this is the first important step you need to be taking for your business. Hello, and welcome to What Makes You Click, a podcast about successful marketing approaches and tips. Every episode provides our listeners with innovative marketing trends, ideas, and strategies that drive increased revenue opportunities. Our guest experts, influencers, and business owners share their unique perspective on what makes customers click. Sit back and tune in for money-making advice from our experienced and hilarious marketing experts. So let's start by talking about what goes into branding. So the American Marketing Association has always defined branding as your name, term, design, symbol, and any other feature that identifies one person's seller, good or service, as distinct to them in their own company. So what does that all mean? Let's break it down. Brands are the logos we see every day, the packaging designs, or the labels that go on products. It's the unique identifiers that make brands stand out from all of their competitors and other industries alike. So when we talk about branding, it's very important to make sure you understand the elements that go into building a successful brand. Now, many times the biggest misconception is that branding is just logo. That's not the case. Branding has so many different elements and really what it comes down to is building the process to a specific organization, company, or whatever that helps people to have unique identifiers that bring this feeling of warmth or happiness or contentment that brings your brand to life. So we talk a lot about in our company, we help you to build your brand and bring your brand to life. And that's true today because you are trying to get your name out there and you have to start from the ground up by building your brand and then working on getting your name out there in the community so that people understand who you are. But think about it this way. You today, think about the toothpaste that you have in your house or think about you know the milk that you purchase or the type of bread that you like to eat. These are all brands that if you think about it, you probably were introduced to at a very young age. And it's something that reminds you of having that nostalgic feel of house and happiness and just being a part of something. So when we talk about branding, we talk about you know, all of these different elements that make up that feeling that people have in response to seeing your logo. And not just logo, but advertisements and text and rack cards and brochures. You could go on and on and on and on and on for what we see. But brands come down to helping people to quickly identify and experience their brands and give them a reason to choose their products over a competitor's products. And what I do is help 
to clarify what makes their brands unique versus someone else's. So let's talk for a second about who is influenced by a brand. So there's kind of three different groups that we look to make up, you know, who is influenced by your brand. So it's your customers or your prospects. So those are the people that you're trying to target. Those are the people that you're looking to adopt your brand or your product. And they're the ones that you want to have that warmth and happy feeling when they introduce or talk about your company. Then your influencers by brand is also your employees and your stakeholders. So your employees are your biggest advocates out there. They're the ones that are going to be helping you to communicate, to, to talk about your company, and they're, they become almost your cheerleaders and your people that want to support your business and help you grow. Same thing with the stakeholders. They have some sort of investment in your organization to helping you be successful. So they're out there being influenced by your brand and helping to promote it. And then if you're a company that has any type of vendors or partnerships, they too are influenced by your brand. You know, you could be in business for 150 years and you may have the same vendors or partners that you've been working with for that same amount of time. And what people will do is they will feel great because you could say, we've got long-standing partnerships because people truly believe in the value that our brand brings to their table, to helping them stand out, to helping them grow themselves. So there's a lot of different people who are influenced by your brands. So let's just break down for a second how companies use brands and and what really goes into it. So let's talk for a second about your logo. So your logo is a very important part to your brand. It's the visual representation that without even any type of text or comments, people can see and exactly know who you are. And it's likely because they've been introduced to you at a different time in their life. So the logo has some sort of imagery to go with it. It also identifies different colors or unique colors that represent you collectively as a company and brand, but it's also the typography that you use. Is it a serif or a sans serif type font? Is it script? Is it bold? Is it underlined? Whatever it might be, all of these different elements make up your logo. And it's a very important first step to your building your brand. The second next thing that people look to do is then take their brand and put it onto some sort of collateral piece. So the collateral piece could be a rack card or a brochure, or maybe it's a business card or a poster, something that represents them in their brand. But on this information, you need to have content. So the content and messaging that you create with your brand is equally as important to all of these elements. So when you think about the content and the messaging, you may have a tagline or a slogan, and you may be thinking about how do I perceive myself and how do I want others to perceive my company? So your slogan and tagline and all your messaging becomes very important. And then finally, you take your branding and your messaging and you put it out there in other forms. So you can do that through digital advertisements. You could do that through having a website for your company. But all of these different elements make up the branding process to building out the foundation for your company. Because when you have that, you start to build credibility. So one of the biggest things that I can share with you that I often see is is often confused and a question that I get asked is, do I really need to have an email address that is tied to my brand for, for me to communicate with people? 
And my response is always going to be yes, because if I set up pearlmarketing at gmail.com today, that's great. It's an email address, but I'm using it at gmail.com. It's really used for personal email address. But if I said, oh, I have, you know, consulting at pearlmarketing.com. Now what you're able to see is that it's at our domain, our company name. Now we're showing credibility. That's part of building out your brand. So it's very important to think about these elements when you're building out your brand and to know that you may not get it right the first time or brands can change, logos can change, colors can change. But when we talk about branding, it's good to identify what characteristics make you as an owner and a business unique and also what do you want to go into building out this brand. So let's talk about how companies use um, their brand and different ways to communicate your brand in general. So your brand can be further identified by telling your customers what purpose does it serve? What values do you have as a company? And what's your promise? What are you going to deliver? Exceptional customer service, attention to detail. Are you going to be the next community support partner to their organization, helping them to grow, helping them to support them through the next phase of their um, building out company or strategy that they have as themselves? What's your brand positioning statement? So brand positioning statement is where do you stand as an organization? Do you want to be the leader in your industry? Do you want to be uh, putting out top of the line products? Do you want to have exceptional customer service? What position do you take, you know, as an organization or a company to build that out? And then as we talked about, it's your brand identity. So it's your name of your company, the tone of your company or voice that you're using. It's the visual elements that go into this uh, logo, colors, typographies. It is also going to be um, the different symbols or pictures that you have in your logo. All of these make up the identity of your brand. And then you have advertising and communication. So people then further take a lot of their brand efforts and put them on TV commercials, put them on radio, put them in podcasts, even magazines, outdoor ads, website, as we mentioned, even mobile applications. So these are just a few areas where people are trying to get out there to communicate their brands uh, through sponsorships and partnerships that you build with other organizations. That is a way in which you, when we talk about vendors or maybe sponsoring or being some sort of, um, you know, like for like partner with someone, you can then start to grow your name and your brand out there. Uh, product and packaging design is another big thing. So, you know, as a company, we've helped organizations build wine labels, beer labels, uh, spice labels, even product designs, shipping packages, uh, whatever you receive those are designed. You think about some of these brands that send you, you know, boxes to your door that they have their logos all over them. That's a product that design packaging that they're using to then further say, hey, this bar, this box is coming from our organization. It represents us. Uh, your in-store experience. So all of those brick and mortar stores that you go into and you might be shopping for clothing or maybe even the grocery store or whatever it might be. They want you to have a positive experience. You trying to tend to see, you know, companies like them have products that are going to entice you to come in 
to further want to work um, and follow. Now you'll always notice if you think about it, it's, it's an interesting fact. When you go to a grocery store, there's a reason that the milk and the bread are usually in the back of the store because that's a very common good that people are looking to purchase. So they put that in the back of the store to try to get you to walk through the rest of the grocery store so that then you might say, oh, I also need this and I also need that. So now you're picking up other products that you are now thinking of that you didn't realize you needed in the moment. So that's a, a strategy with that. Same reason when you go to a store, the clothing, the new items that arrived are in the front of the store. Everything looks great, but the sale rack is always in the back of the store or in the corner. It's because they want you to walk through the rest of the store to get there so that you can see everything else that they have to offer. So that in-store experience tends to be a big thing as, all, as well. Um, customer service, a big thing to helping your brand if you take a very um, pleasant tone with people, you know, that gets communicated out there. If you tend to have people that could be reactionary to certain things, you know that that tends to be communicated out there a little bit more. Um, and it, it, there's, a there's a fact out there that says when people have a good experience, they tend to tell maybe two to four people. But when people have a bad experience with a brand, they tend to tell six to eight. So customer service is always very important because you want to be part of that two to four um, experience of people knowing about the positive that has happened with your brand versus the six to eight where people are sharing negativity or what things they don't like. And then your pricing strategy. So your pricing strategy represents who you are and how you represent yourself in the industry. So what do you need in order to start building your brand today? Well, after this, I might suggest that you actually go through our branding your business course that we have on pearlmarketingacademy.com. This really helps you to receive worksheets, um, identify what's going to be unique to your business and really start building out your brand. So if you haven't gone, I would check out that at Course Academy because that's really going to give you all of these foundational elements that are going to help you to start building out what your brand looks like. So what do you need to start building your brand? Concept of your company and organizational goals. You need to make sure that you understand who you are. If you said to me, uh, I'm interested in doing marketing, but what is it about marketing? Is it you want to do the management of social media? Do you want to do the video marketing? Do you want to do the email marketing? Do you want to do it all? There's so many different things out there. And if you came to me and said, I'm interested in starting a healthcare business, well, again, we know that healthcare is very broad. So what is healthcare? So it's important to define your company in organizational goals. And then you need to start thinking about colors and images and other visual elements, including typography and fonts that help to identify what makes you unique and what you like and how do we make your brand stand out. So those elements go into what happens to be your logo and then eventually some information on maybe your rack card design or a brochure design or whatever your, your um, business card is going to look like. So then we talk about the messaging and the taglines equally as important. You know, we all know the Nike just do it slogan. And when we hear just do it, a lot of us already know and think of Nike. That's how they've built their brand over these years. So really what it is, it's your brand's promise to me as the consumer and what you are going to be delivering um, as a product or a solution and why it also benefits my lifestyle. 
So then we talked about the branding collateral, which is your website, your rack card, and your brochure. So I wanna talk for a second about the website. One of the biggest things that happens to me in, in my industry is that when I meet an individual and I say, oh, I work for Pearl Marketing, or they say, oh, I work for ABC Company, guess what each of us are going to do after this conversation? We are likely going to go back and actually look up the company and look at their website and read a little bit more about them. So it's really important to make sure that you have a website that's professionally done, updated, links working properly, images are up to date, content is you and yours alone unique that you've written, you haven't taken it from somewhere else. So it's very important to make sure you have that. Rack cards, if you don't know what those are, those are just brochures that are front and back sided. They are not trifolds. you can't fold them, they're just front and back. Uh, information um, very popular these days on like people liking to hand out rack cards versus brochures um, being a trifold but behind every brand is a core message it's the compact statement or your company statement that declares why your brand your company matters how and why you stand out and what differentiates yourself from competitors in your market so that is probably the most important, especially if you are in a very saturated market where there's so many different people doing same exact thing you are every day. What makes you unique to what you do versus someone else in your industry? So understanding the messaging allows you to develop your brand's messaging. So by looking at all of these different elements, you can then start to gauge what makes you strong in everything you do. So a lot of times what I will say is, think about creating um, a SWOT analysis. Look at all of your strengths as an organization. Look at any type of weakness you have. So when I talk about weaknesses, I never like to really refer to that because weaknesses I feel can always be turned into opportunities, opportunities for you to learn, opportunities for you to grow. This isn't a weakness, this is an opportunity. So, but look at where you don't feel like you're strong. So maybe you say, I'm really great at the day-to-day -day operations and working in my business, but I'm not really good at working on my business or managing the financial aspect of my business. So maybe you say, I need to go out and outsource that or to hire someone to come in to help me with that. So just knowing what you're good at and what you're not. Your opportunities, where do you see yourself going and how do you see yourself growing? And then any type of threats do you see? Are they industry threats? Are they environmental threats? Are there any types of threats with other companies coming in and, and you know doing something very similar to what you do today? So I encourage you to go take a look at our branding course because that's gonna really help to start identifying a lot of this information and helping you to do this. In our future podcast, we're gonna be talking about how to build a brand strategy, what it means to have a brand strategy, and then really how do you drive business back to your brand and elicit that feeling of happiness and contentment? So what I challenge you all to do is take a look at the products around you at home. Take a look at the brands that you have and then think to yourself, is this a brand that I've always had or is this a brand that I've adopted because someone else used it? And then maybe ask that individual that is in your household and say, hey, is this a brand 
that you've always had from your childhood. I bet you find a few things that people have today that they used to have when they were younger. So for me, a lot of times certain food products that I buy are the ones I re the reason I buy them is because I had them as a child. But you know, for my husband and I, he had a specific toothpaste that he always really liked. And that's something that he brought into our household that I now adopt today. So it's just, it's interesting when you start looking at the brands around you, how many of them you knew as a child that you've adopted and now take on today. So that ends our first episode of branding. Hopefully it gives you a little bit of information to start thinking about as you're building out your brand. Stay tuned for the next episode where we dive further into what it means to brand your business and then further into developing a marketing strategy. You can always email us at consulting at promarketing.com if you have any questions. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. You have reached the end of another episode of What Makes You Click. Check us out at promarketing.com forward slash what makes you click. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to receive our free resources and materials. See you in the next episode.